0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Okay, I'll admit it, I'm an egomaniac. What can I say? Shame on you. As usual, I'm right, you're all. Are you kidding me? You are the biggest phony I have ever met.
2: Obviously, clearly, maybe, definitely. A
1: Fresh take on sports and entertainment.
0: Dave and Joe tell it like it is. Great Talk Radio every week. David and Joe are simply the best. I've been listening to Pure Gold ever since I was a baby, and I still do.
2: Pure Gold is the best.
0: I love Pure Gold.
2: Pure
1: Gold.
0: I got two words for you. Pure Gold. You guys are awesome. This is Pure Gold with your hosts, David and
1: Joe. Good afternoon, everyone, or rather, shall I say, good evening. It is 7.01 p.m. straight up, and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Thursday, July 14th,
0: 2022.
1: Welcome once again to the show about sports, life, and everything in between. I mean, uh, uh, the show about everything and anything, that tells me, like it is. I'm your host, <laughs> Dave, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. David G, joined by my host. The one and only My co-host, as I like to say Although he would say the host Tag team partner And the tag team titles uh, that are in the mail will prove that Joe, aka J.B. aka Giuseppe B How are you doing this evening, sir? Dave,
2: I am pure gold
1: Uh, Good to hear, sir Good to hear We're just excited Another show underway. Can't believe it, folks. These weeks go by fast, sir. I mean, it seems like we were just talking five minutes ago last week, and here we are once again to talk I about I am pumped Met. because... It's a, yes, yes. No, no, go, sir. I'm You're pumped. pumped. You're pumped. What are you pumped I, about? I, I, Please do share with if the If you want to join world. the program, yeah,
2: if you want to join the program, it's 515-605-9796. That's 515-605-9796. We got uh, a lot to, uh, well, not a lot to talk about, but uh, the main topic is the Mets. We'll sprinkle in some things along the way, but, sir, it's. I think we've reached a good uh, part of the season where I was uncomfortable with the Mets. I was uncomfortable. I thought that they, they could take one out of three, but two out of three, I think an early statement is that the Mets are for real this year and they can contend against the Braves.
1: Well, I mean, I can't say it's too early to say that because here we are in the middle of July, which typically we'd be at the All-Star break, but obviously it's a little bit, a tiny bit further back than what it normally would be. Um, I mean, the Mets have, they definitely proved something, I would say, over this three-game series. You know, they, I hate it, and I absolutely hate it, because of course it has to be negative, or at least talk about the negative. The okay. Mets and the Braves trading 4-1 victories, I absolutely how ah, is that? <clears throat> winning the first game 4-1, then losing the second game 4-1. It felt like WWE 50-50 booking. But then yesterday, winning 7-3, you know, Escobar hitting a home run. A bomb off the uh, off the chop house sign there in Atlanta. I've been to that stadium plenty of times, and that's that's far, sir. That's far in the right field uh, corner. Love seeing that. Uh, Canna hitting a home run. I, I love Mark Canna. I think he's a great addition. He actually kind of reminds me of Kevin McReynolds. Don't ask me why the same type of demeanor, I guess you'd say. And then of course, uh, Francisco Lindor hitting a three run Jack yesterday. And ironically, sir, I know we spoke about this off the air, but I think it needs to be mentioned. Francisco has more RBIs this year than he did in all of 2021. I mean, let me ask you this. Were you blown away to see those stats there?
2: I was, I was impressed. Uh, I thought the average was low, but he really is uh, much improved from last year. And, uh, you know, I think that um, he's going to have a monster second year, uh, second half of the year. I really do.
1: I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, sir. So, last year, he played in 125 games.
0: He okay. hit,
1: for the season, an abysmal 230. Um, I mean, terrible, awful. He had 20 home runs, and he had 63 RBI. So far this year, he is hitting two forty-four, which is not great, but a little bit higher. In about 40 less games, he has hit 16 home runs comparable, and he's already knocked in 64 runs. So definitely on a better pace than last year. I would be surprised, shocked, if he didn't knock in at least, I would say – Conservatively close to a hundred, sir. Honestly, and that, that's with that would be with a down second half. He's going to knock in over a hundred runs this year, which is you know he's only done once in his career, and he's come close to doing that his first year with the Mets. Um, well, no, his first year with the Mets was last year. Sorry, I was looking at another stat. But he's only knocked in a hundred. He's actually never knocked in a hundred runs. His all-time record is ninety-two, and he's going to beat that this year, sir, for sure. If he stays healthy. Yeah, I, I'm. I was hung up on his average, but. The
2: guy has been really good. Um, I guess I shouldn't look at the average, but I was thinking, like, you know, Lindor should bat around seventy-two, seventy-five ish you think?
1: 244 seems
2: a the, little low for Lindor.
1: Yeah, the thing with Lindor, and I'm looking at his stats, his, his batting average has yeah. dropped almost every year. It, his rookie year, 315 or 313, then it was 301, then it was 273, 277, 284. Two fifty eight, two thirty. I'd be happy two sixty five, twenty two homers, one hundred RBI. I mean, I would be happy with that. And honestly, he's on pace to do more than that, other than the batting average. So, definitely a good look for uh, for Francisco, sir.
2: So, so the correlation is that his average has gone down, but his power numbers have gone up.
1: Uh, this year, yeah. Last year, definitely not. So, I, I am excited about that, sir. Um, and I think the Mets did prove. Did prove that um, they are they are at, at least for the time being they're serious and they're they are going to be a challenge to the Braves. They didn't roll over and die, a roll over and die. They didn't fold up like a cheap suit. They didn't just go and get swept, which they could have. You know they could have done. They could have just dropped down like dogs, but instead they rose to the challenge to beat the Braves, which is great. Um, and I'm excited about that. And now they're playing the Cubs, which is going to be a, a big test. They have a lot of games left against said Braves, um, it's going to be a good year, sir, and, I, and I'm hoping that they don't just, you know, and I don't think that they will, but I'm hoping they don't just kind of fall apart in the second half. I hope the second. The one kind to the Eric Minter. Yeah, I was going to say, is Max worth every penny or what? I mean, I like Scherzer. I think he's good. I think the great. I think the problem is that the Mets don't score when he's on the mound, which reminds me of their other former ace, I guess you could say at this point. Jacob DeGrom, um, the Mets need to score some runs when Max is on the mound. They need to give him some breathing room. But the guy's awesome. The fact that he came back off the DL um, and basically hasn't missed a beat is great to see. Um, speaking of worth every penny, you know who's been, uh, I wouldn't say a revelation, but he's been very good this year, sir, uh, is, is Taiwan Walker. I mean, he has been, he's been excellent, honestly. Like, Let's be real about that, sir. Uh, even best. I mean, you look at all
2: their starting pitching, it's really been good. Um, that's a staple of the Mets, you know, their starting pitching. I think uh, Tyler Walker is an all-star, so yeah, sur- not surprised, but um, really, they're, they have a lot of depth in starting pitching. I think that um, it's going to be, and then when Jacob, back, Jacob comes back, I think that you'll see that it's going to be stronger. I I hope anyway. I, you never know with Jacob's around but um, and Walker has been a a pleasant surprise uh this year so far.
1: Yeah, I mean Walker was a Walker was a um an all-star last year. This year it's going to be Dino Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, uh Stanley Martin and Edwin Diaz, which is great for McNeil because obviously he's bouncing back from last year, which which was a tough year for him. So, it's good to see him having such a bounce back year sir, for sure. And I'm glad that, uh, that Mr. McNeil is doing good, sir. I mean, that, that is definitely – that will go a long way. Uh, he's a big part of this Mets team, and that, that can't be understated. You touched upon Diaz
2: uh, being an all-star game. He's been pretty good this year, really good, actually. You have to give him a little credit from last year.
1: Oh, no, definitely. He's gotten better. He's actually converted most of his uh, save opportunities, which is nice to see. Surprising, but nice to see regardless. So I'm happy that diaz has has proven me wrong so far i'm still I'm still not sold on him, and I still think the Mets have a tough and i mean tough road to hoe with this bullpen but um Diaz has not been has not been the problem this year, sir I mean, he definitely has not been so nobody can say that he has let's be real about that no I,
2: every year you get a bullpen as a crapshoot, and I think this year uh the Mets bullpen is you know suspect um in certain areas, but Um, I think that the closer is something that we can rely on this year. So far, anyway, Diaz has been really good. Um, Most closers blow a couple of saves here and there. So, um, you know, Diaz has been good. I think that the Mets need some more um, bullpen help, and they need a bat. You know, we talked about the needs of the Mets uh, going into uh, the trade deadline. I think another bat – you know, who's out there is a question. Is always a question rake, um, at the also rake at the trades end line. But if they can get into the bat and another uh, reliever, I think the Mets are uh, really good. What I learned about the Braves, by the way, before I forget, is that the Braves are home run or nothing. They remind me of the Yankees of old. They don't really clutch hit. They either hit homers or nothing. Yeah,
1: I mean, the Braves, but the thing is, regardless of what, you still have to watch out for the Braves because they have a formidable team. You know, they have a lot of talent. And I get the home run or nothing, and, you know, they, they're not exactly in that respect reliable as clutch. But, I mean, these, these are still the defending world champions. So make no mistake about that. Make no mistake about that, sir. We can't, we can't sleep on them, that's for sure. The Braves have uh, have gotten the job done time and time again against the Mets. And, honestly, they've pretty much dominated the Mets. So let's hope that this year will be a little bit different in that regard. That, and I don't mean to this point. I mean, period, end of sentence. Like by the end of the year, the Mets will, um, you know, will prove that they can beat the Braves and not be uh, sloppy, sloppy as the kids would say.
2: I mean, to go in
1: as a scorching uh, team
2: in Atlanta and take two out of three in Atlanta, I think that that was impressive because in Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, yeah, in Atlanta. Okay, so no. I just want to
1: make sure that we're in Atlanta. I mean,
2: that they were in Atlanta. <laughs> they were in Atlanta. Uh, but think about how hot the Braves have been this year, uh, lately, the past month. And for the Mets to go in and take two out of three, I think that's that's really good.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely a good thing. And I just want the Mets to to lay the smackdown on all their candy, you know what. And I just need the Mets to, to win it all, sir. I need, I need a World, have series. Three the Mets of, World Series in go. my lifetime while well, I'm conscious, sir. I need to I need to be conscious when the Mets win the World Series. I need to be able to remember this, you know, 10 years from now. So let's make it happen, Mets. Well, one thing you don't want
2: is that the Mets have a four-game series before the break, um, and you don't want to let that
1: series. You want to take at least three out of four against the Cubbies coming up. I mean, you do. The, the Cubs are, are a good team this year, you know, or at least they're going to be – if nothing else, I would say um, they're going to be a challenge. I mean, hell, they're always a challenge for the Mets, so let's be real. You know, I just, I want the Mets to be able to go downtown. I mean, this year, actually, the Cubs are not great. My apologies for that. I was thinking of, I was thinking of the Milwaukee Brewers because I have family out there in Milwaukee, which is basically right next door to Chicago. Um, but the Cubs, you know, they have some talent on their team. And, I mean, I, hell, I want the Mets to sweep. And honestly, I want a four-game sweep. I'm getting greedy,
2: sir. I need it. I need it. <laughs> well, two-and-a-half game lead now, and then if they do sweep, they could potentially go up four-and-a-half. That would be good going to the El Salvador because they come back from the El Salvador and they play the Padres, which I wish I had that caller calling. I hope he calls in uh, next week uh, or the week after to preview the Padres because he's a Padre fan. And then we have the Yankees right after the Padres.
1: I'm just surprised that the project actually have fans, if I'm being honest.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, the fact co- oh, that
1: he called our show, I mean, come on. Are you, are you kidding me right now?
2: That's true. Uh, do you think Jacob will be back by the Yankees series? I, I'm doing the math. I think he's back by then, yes. Uh, it'd be I hope so. See.
1: I mean, he, he needs to be.
2: I mean, that would be a statement. It would be Max and Jacob against uh, the Yankees. I think that uh, – send another statement to the, the Bronx Bombers that we are for real this year.
1: We? You're, you're on the team now? Is that, is that what we're doing? <laughs> um, yeah, well,
2: you know, we are the Mets fans, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this is going to be a good year, sir. I really do. You know, I want them – to, to make a statement, as you like to say, I, I need DeGrom to come back. He needs to come back healthy. You know, I don't know what's up with him. They were talking, I was reading in the post the other day, uh, it's been a full year since he's pitched in a major league game. That was, like, recently, one-year anniversary. Thinking he was going to come back in the second, second half of last year, no problem, and he hasn't pitched since. So, the Mets definitely need, um, they need a big second half from DeGrom. You know, they're going they to compete. They need all their aces. They need everybody to, on the field healthy and whole, sir.
2: I agree, and uh, the Cubs play the Mets uh, in about 40, 45 minutes from now. So we'll we'll be able to watch the game and enjoy. Um, right before the break, uh, hopefully that Mets, like you said, a sweep would be nice, but um, realistically, three out of four.
1: Yeah, I mean they have to take three out of four at this point. I mean it's just there's no ifs ands or buts about it. The Mets need to just they need to take the Cubs downtown to Chinatown. And they need to win it all. Do you think, win it all. Go. Do you,
2: do you think the Mets taking two out of three will cool down the Braves, or they'll continue
1: toward torch? Well, I mean, I think the the fact that the Mets cool down the Braves themselves is a huge thing. You know, the Mets beating them in this series, which to me was a great thing, obviously as a Mets fan. But the truth is that. We need the Mets to kind of pull away again. They need to build a cushion for themselves. They can't be relying, and there's no way that they can rely on the Braves to just fall apart because I don't think that's going to happen. You know, the, the Mets need the Braves to essentially, you know, just cool down a little bit. But the Mets need to do their part. That's the bottom line. You know, as Steve Austin said the bottom line, because Stone Cold said um, so I know you, you know, go ahead. No, no, go
2: no, sir. No, I was saying you were going to go into, into go. a couple of games in in August, right? Um, you said can you would you go to back to back games if you found out that Max was first in one game and then uh DeGrom the second?
1: I mean, I would love to do that. I actually went to back to back games last year, which is the first time I had ever done that. Which ironically, I mean, I, I didn't even do that when I lived in New Jersey you know, close enough to actually go to the games in, in Queens. But I did it down here in Hotlanta, in the Hotlanta area. So, um, I mean, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the possibility of that happening, sir. Um, I know that our intrepid reporter out there in, in Wisconsin, Angel, is going to one of the games. I'm not sure if it's today. I know he is going to one of the games, though. So, I mean, he's pretty excited about that. As negative as he can be, he's definitely excited about that, too.
2: Gotcha.
1: All right,
2: that's that's all I have on the Mets. Uh, you know, unless you have anything else.
1: No, I mean that's you know, I just want the, I just need the Mets to do a good job. You know, you talk about the what the Mets need, but you know, the real question is, are they going to get it? I know people yeah. rant and rave about Uncle Steve and this and that and all this nonsense, Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve. I just want the Mets to to make moves. I want the Mets to make things happen because at the end of the day, what they have may not be enough to push them over the edge and get them to where they need to be. So they need to make whatever moves necessary. They need You mentioned that they need a slugger, you know, to back up Alonzo. They need some more power in that lineup, so hence the slugger situation. They need, um, you know, guys off the bench. They need clutch hitters. They need bullpen help. I mean, they may even start pitching. You know, I know we talk about ground, but can we really 100% trust that, that Jacob DeGrom is going to be – you know, it's going to be healthy. The truth is, we can't, sir. You know, we just don't know. We don't know yeah, what you're right. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing the reports from
2: ESPN that he wants to opt out of his contract at the end of the year and go to the Braves. Are you
1: serious? I mean, I've heard that. Honestly, I think it's all about the money like everybody else. <clears throat> but I wonder how many teams are going to take him seriously for that for that situation, he's been injury-prone. He's proven to not be able to stay healthy or stay on the field. So, is that the guy that you really want, you know, to give a ton of money to?
2: You're, you're right. I mean, I would not throw a lot of money at him. He's already getting paid both of the money from the Mets, so I would definitely not pay if I was a different team.
1: I agree. and I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, so definitely excited about that and excited to see uh, what's going on. Sir, how about we uh, how about we take a break, regroup, okay. and come back with more of the uh, the greatest show uh, on earth, basically. There you go, folks. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. One thing on everyone's mind these days is real estate. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, contact Patricia and Renee Zengel with Keller Williams. Patricia has been in the business for 28 years, and Renee 19 years serving Bergen and Passaic counties. With their combined experience, dedication, and knowledge of the market, you will be in the best hands. 100% service, 100% of the time. Call 551-265-5288 and let them know Pure Gold sent you.
0: As an active listener and proud sponsor of Pure Gold, I hope that when it comes to buying and selling real estate in northern New Jersey, you'll make the choice that you won't regret. Visit DennisMovesNJ.com, that's DennisMovesNJ.com, for all your real estate needs. With over 22 years of experience working in law enforcement and married to an elementary school teacher, I truly understand the importance of your safety and education in your home search. Contact me today by visiting my website at DennisMovesNJ.com or calling me at 973-868-3529 and let me take care of the rest.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Nikki Boyer, and don't forget to check out Pure Gold every single week for amazing guest interviews and pretty entertaining
2: radio, I have to say. You guys are awesome. Hey, this is recording artist Sahara Star, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Be sure to check back every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to tune in to the best (laughs) Internet talk show on the East
0: Coast.
1: That is right, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or as we like to say, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for all that, folks. You are listening to Pure Gold, woo, the greatest show on Earth. I mean, let's be real. You, you know, we, we all know it. Everybody knows it. Obama knows it. Biden knows it. Trump knows it. Speaking of Trump, sir, um, I'm going to throw in a nugget here. Yeah. Did you hear the news regarding the Trump family?
2: The unfortunate death of uh, his first wife.
1: Yes, Ivana Trump, Ivanka's mother, and Donald Jr.'s mother, and, of course, Eric's mother, passed away, which is very sad. Um, I mean, terrible, terrible news. You know, he he announced it on
0: uh, on a
1: social media platform. uh, That would be um, former President Donald Trump, of course, Donald John Trump. Number 45 is, as Frank likes to say. Definitely sad. You know, our condolences go to the Trump family and, of course, you know, Ivana's family outside of the Trumps. You know, it's it's a shame, sir. It's always sad when people pass away. It's always, you know, sad when uh, when people die. And uh, I was actually reading quite a few things, good things about her, which uh, surprises me, actually, sir. It definitely surprises me, you know, because she was Trump's ex-wife. Um, you know, that that was a surprise to read all that, sir. That you know they were saying good things about her, how how much she helped him, how much you know, she was a part of his empire and everything else. And uh definitely a shame, sir. So again, our our thoughts and, and our prayers of course go out to the Trump family just an absolute shame, sir. We talked about James Connell passed away last week. But um it's crazy, sir, crazy stuff.
2: Another it is crazy. death um,
1: I know we're we're talking about hold on the so we're talking about uh you know, we talked about Godfather last week. Did you see which famous actor I mean he was literally famous for being in a uh, in a Mafia, it's not a Mafia show. Uh, did you see who died uh, on the 8th of July last week, sir?
2: Are you talking about Paul Cerico?
1: Yeah, Tony Cerico, who was Paul the Walnut oh, that's on the right. Sopranos. Yes, sir. He died that's at age 79.
2: I mean, what's up with this monster passing away all of a sudden?
1: It's definitely, it definitely great. I mean, it wasn't a real monster, but... Uh, you know, condolences to his family actually, as well. He was. Obviously, actually. he was very... I'm sorry, what? He was actually
2: a gangster in real life.
1: I don't know who Pawali Walnuts is, but I know Frank is sending us messages privately. What do you mean he was a gangster in real life?
2: Back in the day, he was a gangster. Tony Sirico was a gangster and became an actor and became a gangster in the movie theater. But he was actually a gangster.
1: I don't believe it. I think you're lying to me. Okay. I think you're dying. I, th- I think you're telling me lies. Yeah, I just can't believe it. I just can't
2: believe it. It really is a shame. It really is a shame that he passed away, and um, uh, like a a bunch of gangsters passed away recently. It's crazy, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I already
2: hear yeah. that. Uh, but for sure, to entertainment. Uh, By the way, PJ is over as of today. Did you hear about that? Wait, what's over
1: after today?
2: The PG era is over. What do
1: you mean the PG
2: era is over? I'm talking about wrestling because the PG era is over now. TV14 has taken back its rightful place
1: in wrestling world. You talking about? Are you talking about WWE? What are you talking about? You keep yeah, saying WWE. the PG era is over, but you're not actually explaining it. You're just repeating yourself.
2: The PG era in WWE. Okay. I You've said that you a lot of this?
1: times. What are you saying? What are you saying that it's over? What are you saying? The
2: rating the the rating is over. It's no more PG. It's rated TV 14.
1: Well, I mean, they may as well. Starting on Monday, you know, that is true that the PG era is over. I mean, I don't know. Why can't you just say that? Why can't you just say the PG era is over? I don't understand why you were beating around the bush. Just say it. The PG era is over. over. <laughs> Do you agree I with thought that? you were saying that the PGR, well, I mean, it's not, my, it's not to me, but if the rating changes, then it's no longer PG. I thought you were saying the PGR is over because of what's going on with Vince McMahon and all these allegations um, and all these crazy things that keep happening with Vince and how he's basically ruining everything.
2: I mean, one woman became four women, and the soon you'll have, like, ten women, I'm sure, that'll come out and say Vince uh, assaulted me or wants to do some things with me.
1: Yeah, I just I, – see, I mentioned this last week. I'm surprised that this stuff didn't leak out or come out sooner, but you know how it is when these situations where people get paid, there's non-disclosure agreements at a time, and then they can't really talk about it, and then people don't want to talk about it. I mean, there's shame involved. There, there's all kinds of things. So, to me, to see all this, it's just crazy. Um, I mean – I mean, I guess long overdue is not the way I would put it, but I thought this would have happened a long time ago, sir.
2: Yeah, I agree. And um, I don't know what they're waiting for, but they need to get him out completely because creative is not enough to get – he needs to get out completely because right now he's just uh, the center of attention and nobody cares about him anymore. He just needs to go
1: away. I mean, I agree that he does need to get out. I don't know if, if that's what the board is going to decide to do. But in my personal opinion, I don't see how they keep him. You know, the first the first uh, affair, incident, whatever you want to call it, with the paralegal seems like it was very much, from everything I've read and heard, from credible sources, by the way, from the guys who wrote the actual articles in the Wall Street Journal, to me... That seemed like a very consensual relationship where there's been reports of this woman actually bragging about her relationship with Vince around the office, which I, I don't understand why you would do that, but that's besides the point. But there's other there's other women who have come forth and it doesn't seem like their relationships were consensual at all. So to me, that's the stuff that's going to be brought. What I want to know is, and this was asked on, asked on the radio this week, why haven't sponsors pulled out? If, if, even with these allegations, even if they're not true, which I mean, at this point, no one has denied them, so it seems like they are true. But hypothetically speaking, let's say true or not, how is it that sponsors are not pulling out of the WWE at this point?
2: By the way, that's a good question. Um, ratings? Have Have you been keeping up on the ratings? Because uh, sponsorship and ratings go hand in hand. You figure with the ratings dropping, sponsors drop out too. Um, do you think that ratings are good? Have to
1: hang. I mean, oh. the ratings have been, have been steady, I guess, but they haven't tanked, and then when Vince has appeared on TV, specifically after the first uh, issue came to light, I mean, he was getting standing ovations and cheered. It, it seems like the typical fans, it just seems like they don't care, if I'm being honest, sir. Like, they're not interested in this, which I find weird. It's almost like, well, you know, like, what do you expect? Well, I mean, you would expect the boss to not use coercion and not use his position of power and influence over a subordinate. I mean, the truth of the matter is, in any situation, a boss and a, an employee cannot date. They shouldn't date. Under no circumstances should it be allowed because automatically there's favoritism that becomes involved or job, you know, job is being threatened. I mean, there's so many different ways that this goes sideways. It's just not a good look and a terrible idea. No matter how you slice it, sir, it's just not good
2: not good. And have you ever heard a pay-per-view, the second pay-per-view of the year, the second biggest, and nobody talks really about it? It's coming up in, like, less than two weeks or about two weeks. SummerSlam is coming up on a Saturday in July. I, that, to me, is amazing that nobody talks about it. Nobody really – you know, we haven't talked about anything leading up to SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't understand why that is. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I can't I can't pinpoint it. But to me, the idea of it in July, it's just weird because it's always been in August. So why all of a sudden randomly, then, then there already was a July pay-per-view, so it really makes no sense. It really doesn't. And
0: then,
2: the other thing that I want to talk about that Dolph Ziggler has made his return, and he's a targeted theory. you like that?
1: Uh, I I think it's interesting. I think it's weird. Um, I don't know what Dolph has been up to, but I do find it odd that he did target uh, theory, and I guess we'll have to see where this goes, but, I mean, does that automatically make him the face there? You know, I is guess supposed it to be in the heel? I mean, I just want to know. I guess
2: it does because the fans were popping for golf on Monday, and uh, it seems like, I don't know, Theory having the briefcase and then potentially winning, the, I guess, Lashley, uh, bad taste in my mouth. I really thought that they were going to go a different direction. I really thought that we had this booked perfectly where set. would cash in on Roman Reigns. After a grueling last man standing match, but uh, they is not going that direction. I, I, again, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean we'll, we'll have to see. Seth Rollins just needs to do nothing but lose on major pay per So, I mean that's kind of what he's being booked at. But sir, I, you know the SummerSlam thing. I'm not. I, we'll have to see if it if it's a if it's a thing that happens next year also. I just think it's weird. I think the pay-per-view schedule is weird the whole Saturday and usually sometimes Sunday. I mean, that's odd. I'm just I'm just not understanding what the WWE is thinking in general, sir.
2: The only thing I can think of is that they're they're now competing against AEW and uh, some AEW pay-per-views coincide with uh, WWE, so they, they decided that Saturday was a better day than Sunday. I
1: mean, I guess, you know, it's just, What's odd to me is you have you had the money in the bank in July, which normally it's in June, but there was a June pay per view. Right? And then you have July thirtieth, SummerSlam, and then you have nothing in August. Why is there nothing in August? Why is there nothing in October? I mean I'm guessing it'll probably be held on a cell, but why not an August pay per view? Why not, you know, leave the pay per view Summerslam in August? I just don't understand. Sir. I know we're talking about going in of course like we always do. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, go. Angle. No, do you remember when SummerSlam used to be on Mondays? Uh no, I actually don't remember that sir. Is that a real thing or just a couple,
2: There was a couple of reviews. Uh SummerSlam is were on Mondays. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, that's how long ago was that? Eighteen fifty? Like what, was Lincoln in office? Like I wanna know when was this sir.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, what were you saying?
1: No, I, mean, I why know, what was it? I wanna send it.
2: I think Wembley Stadium was on Monday night, if I recall, uh, when they, when British Bulldog fought Piper for the IC title. I mean, that seems I
1: like do. a long time ago, sir. Um, you know, it's just it's just odd uh, to me. But obviously we're talking, you know, pay-per-views. Remember Tuesday night in Texas? I mean, they used, WWE I used to have kind of pay-per-views like that where they were kind of randomly thrown out there. Of course, there's no such thing as pay-per-views anymore. They're premium live events or whatever the case is. Um another wrestling note, sir, I'm going to throw it out there. So Chris Jericho has been calling himself the living legend, as you know about. Uh, and, of course, Ric Flair just loves to talk smack. He's actually, he's been, he's been wild pleading like a maniac. But I'm going to read this to you, sir. It says, uh, living legend in your own mind, Shawn Michaels wannabe. Ric Flair never will be. Woo! Where did you buy that cheap oh. suit? <laughs> I mean, ripping him. Then he says, you've got to be kidding me, because he called himself the GOAT earlier on this year. Uh, actually, a couple years ago. He said we know who won that, they still don't own it, you know, I'm the man, et cetera, et cetera. I just I mean Rick Flair needs to shut the hell up, honestly. And uh I mean thoughts on him calling Chris Jericho a Shawn Michaels wannabe and a Rick Flair never.
2: Rick Flair needs to go well, like you said, um he he has such a a, a drinking problem. I think he was in the hospital just recently, again for drinking. I believe he went to the hospital uh recently, right?
1: I mean, it, it, he's been in the hospital a lot for drinking. I mean, honestly, let, let's be let's be real about that. It's unfortunate, but I just don't understand this. I don't get the the hate that Flair has for uh, that he has. You know, honestly.
2: You mentioned uh, Chris Jericho. You mentioned Ric Flair. We will have a wrestling special. We just don't know what date that's going to be, and we'll go over like uh, old school wrestling some gimmicks, uh, the, the, the rush more of wrestling, uh, some finishing moves. We'll go over everything. Um, we just don't know what day that will be, but stay tuned because we want to talk about wrestling uh, more in depth, old school wrestling especially, because we, the product these days is not that good. Um, so we have to relive the past, relive the golden era, uh, and relive the adventure era because we, that's what we grew up in.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess you say we grew up in it, but really, we were we were more growing up when we were younger. Um, you know, me personally in the '80s with Hogan and the, the, the legit, you know, rock and wrestling connection, which ultimately was basically PG Era number one.
2: It was. Um, what the were we on? I, they, they, I was, was try thirty, thirty nine. Where are we on? Uh, I think it'll be thirty nine this year. Wow. Crazy, You know, I was thinking yeah, I
0: agree. Not wrestling
2: Not wrestling related, but um Todd hasn't been on the show In quite a while uh, We should probably get a take on before we um, Continue on What do you think?
1: I agree um, I mean, I, I don't know if we really want to take But I guess we have to take it So,
0: um, <laughs> folks
1: We will be right back After this uh, train
0: wreck it's not time again, kiddies. Time for another dose of steaming hot cake from your old Uncle Todd. So let's get to it. This week, let us not stray from the formula. Let us wander down the path of something that only used to skirt politics, but now seems to have moved to the forefront. Let's talk about greenwashing. What is that, you may ask? Well, Uncle Todd's going to tell you exactly what it is. Greenwashing is a form of spin in which marketing is deceptively used to persuade the public into believing that a product or service is more green or environmentally friendly than it truly is. At least that's the Internet's definition of it. Would you like an example? Well, I've got some for you. How about this one? Have you ever been to a farmer's market? Of course you have. You ever seen the factory farm boxes like Andy Boy lettuce or Driscoll berries in the back of the produce trucks? If you haven't, then you're not paying attention. More? Yes, of course I can give you more. How about farm-to-table restaurants? This one is actually the impetus for this take. I have a simple question when it comes to these alleged farm-to-table restaurants. Is there a requirement of the percentage of items on the menu that are actually grown raised or harvested on site or this alleged farm there should be how do they have fresh produce in one of these establishes in new york state on say president's day ponder that for a moment president's day is in february for those of you who can't keep up how about electric cars or evs that they are so slickly dubbed now where does that lithium come from for those batteries Does it come from the United States? Are they digging it out of the ground in Iowa? I don't think so. How is the electricity produced? There's some wind. There's some solar. There might even be some hydropower if it was the 1940s. The majority? You already know where it comes from. You don't need me to tell you that. And it ain't nuclear. Now, don't get it twisted. I believe in the good intentions of all these examples. But what happens along the way? It's the same as always, folks. Every time there's money involved, given or taken, I'm Todd, and that's my take.
2: Oh, not bad. What do you think?
1: <laughs> Honestly, you want to know what I think? I'm going to tell you what I think. If, if you really Uh-oh. want to know,
0: this is it again. Uh-oh.
1: You fell asleep. I did. You fell uh, what was was Todd talking about? Anything interesting? I mean, green green energy is that is that really is that how low we sunk it? This is what I mean. Who writes this stuff? Who comes up with these ideas? And why is this stuff appearing on, on our show? I just I don't understand that at this point.
2: Todd, we need some better takes from you going forward. Dave is not uh, Dave is falling asleep, but he used to fall, go to the bathroom, but that's an improvement I think.
1: All right. Well, I was going to go to the bathroom, but I just wasn't really able to, to make it there in time because I knew that the take was only about two minutes, and, you know, let, let, let's not even go there, sir. I mean, there's just this is, that doesn't lead us on any kind of good road. Um, what else is on the itinerary for the evening, sir? Um,
2: has inflation affected you by you? It's, it rose 9.1%. Have you seen a uh, increase in – obviously, you've seen an increase in gas but have you seen uh, increases in other things, uh, your day-to-day stuff?
1: I mean, I've seen a decrease in gas, so thanks, Joe Biden, for that. I mean, he's really stepped it up and oh. really saved our economy and saved, saved the world. Gas has gone down, in case you guys haven't noticed. But um, honestly, you know, I've seen – so a good example would be this. You know, we we go to Walmart a lot. Walmart here, where I live, it's like the store. There are other supermarkets and things, but Walmart is the main one that, that I go to for various reasons. Um, you know, with all yeah. that being said, you know, we would get eggs there. And the eggs, we would get five dozen eggs. or 60 eggs for about $3.70, which is amazing. They're not organic or, farm, or just kind without taste. They're not farm-to-table or, you know, chicken-to-egg to or whatever. But they are, you know, just eggs, everyday run-of-the-mill eggs because we love eggs. My mom goes to the store, and she tells us, oh, you know, I bought some eggs, and they were like 12, $12.87. That's four times the amount of what they were. So my wife was like, um, you made a mistake. You must have purchased the wrong thing. It turns out that we made the mistake because that actually is what the price was. So the price quadrupled, sir, which I don't understand how that even happened, but um, it went up. It went up four times. And that's just one example. I mean, bread and everything has gone up. It's gone through the roof, sir. That's probably one of the higher amounts that I've seen. But uh, what about you? Have, other than gas, have you seen anything else, up? you know, local to you? Definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely eggs have gone up, and you have a slight increase in meats. But um, the, I don't know when this inflation is going to end because there's no end in sight. I think it reached its 40-year uh, high. Of nine, rose again nine point one percent, like I said. And there's no, you know, they're talking about raising interest rates, and when you raise interest rates, people can't buy houses, and it affects the economy. It's just it has a ripple down effect that doesn't stop. Um, I think, um, I think that, you know, the sooner the better. We we need to fix this economy. We need to fix the inflation because uh, definitely feeling it here, um, here in Jersey. Um, and I'm sure that you are, like I said, in Tennessee. Um, you
1: you say we need to fix the economy. How do we fix the
2: economy? Um, change. (laughs) I know that the midterms are coming up, but, um, there's like, I don't know the, the economics don't mess with me because, um, You know, our former president was someone that I thought was really smart with the economy. And um, just nobody, the crazy thing is that nobody talks about, like, it's the president's fall or anything. You know, if this was the other president, Trump, uh, I think that every day they'd be blaming the guy. You know, for Biden to blame uh, Russia and other things other than his uh, economic plan is just uh, such a lame cop-out excuse.
1: I agree, but, I mean, that's what the Democrats are all about, laying cop-out excuses, and then they're, they're sycophantic. You know, and honestly, Republicans can also have laying cop so I'm not, I'm not absolving them in any way, shape, or form. But I do think that the Democrats are full of excuses, and then somehow the people who vote Democrats don't ever seem to want to change. I'm hoping the midterms will change something, but I don't know. I, I, I'm losing faith in our country, honestly, because there's so many different ways things can go, and it can all go sideways.
2: Well, I think I of losing faith. Uh, I totally want to change the subject because um, you hated the fact that on my hamburger, (laughs) I know this is working, but uh, you hated the fact that I wanted onions, mushrooms, Swiss, and tomato. What four toppings do you like on your hamburger?
1: I didn't hate it. I despised it. I detested it. It was the (laughs) most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. First of all, Swiss cheese is gross. Swiss okay. cheese is like diarrhea in a square. It's awful. It tastes like nothing. It tastes, I, this is going to sound bad. I hate American cheese. I think American cheese is atrocious. It's a train wreck. I would rather eat a bag, of, of, an absolute bag of diseased American cheese before I ever ate Swiss cheese. The Swiss cheese is gross as hell. If it's not cheddar, sharp cheddar, extra sharp cheddar, uh, provolone, you know, gabagool, uh, I mean, you know, you know mozzarella, <laughs> I love you, know, macho on a burger, eh, but those are my favorites, definitely, obviously, maybe, Munch, even mustard is good, Swiss, bleh, makes me want to puke. Uh, mushrooms, mushrooms are fungus. The fact that you eat mushrooms makes me stick to my stomach in a way that I will never, ever, ever, ever be able to comprehend or be able to express in words. Mushrooms are gross. Uh, Swiss cheese is gross. I mean, onions barf, and then of course tomatoes. Tomatoes are good. That's the only thing that you got right. So you would
2: you would put lettuce, and tomato on your on your hamburger.
1: I would put lettuce, tomato, sharp cheddar, woo, ketchup, and mayo, and possibly mustard at times too, if I want if I'm feeling froggy, and pickles. I mean, that's all you need. Do they make
2: hamburgers over there really good or they're not in Tennessee? Um,
1: they're um, not really that no, good. No, I've only found, ironically enough, and you know that I, I'm, not a, I'm not a booze hound, as it were, um, the, the best place that I've found here in Tennessee for burgers is actually a bar that's in downtown Chattanooga. Um, there's a place called Drake's. Drake's makes a pretty good burger, and that's, that's you know, not local to here per se, but they do have one in Chattanooga also. um so but typically speaking, of, I mean New Jersey you've got Smashburger. burger if you wanna change. You've got a lot of restaurants that make good food here, the restaurants man, eh, the quality's not great, the burgers are not great and it's tough to find it's tough to find a really good burger here. Even the burger restaurants are not that good. So the food here I mean honestly, if if I'm being honest, if, you know, you know me, I love to be honest. If I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna talk about the restaurants here, there's only one way to thanks. That's the only way to describe them, sir. Getting back to your disgusting just... burger, um, what okay. other toppings would you put on your nasty diarrhea burger?
2: Besides the, the four that I mentioned, I'm
1: confused. You know, you, you forget those four. Those four, I mean, mushrooms? Come on! You make a dog shit! I love I mean, that's the only way I can... Get... Have you ever tried like, a pork mushrooms? Disgusting!
2: <laughs> you never they're tried gross! a They're <laughs> They're fungus!
1: They're fungus! You make a all stick. That's what Portobello it's Mushroom good. does to me and all of us. I mean, that, I just, I don't even
2: understand. Anyway, what else would you put on there? I think that's really it. I mean, there's nothing much I put on it. I'd put ketchup and mayo um, to have that, you know, ketchup. What, what do they call that? Ketchup mayo. Um, For America? Mayonnaise no. and ketchup. I love that
1: Shoot combo. Show some guts. Um, I know,
2: I'm, com- I'm coming out next year, <laughs> I'm coming out next year, so where do you want to take me to eat, like, are they known for the pulled pork, or
1: what's they known for? I mean, not really, the pulled pork you know? here, Um, I don't know, the barbecue's not great either, it's, the food scene here is very weird, you know, people eat biscuits and gravy, they don't know what good breakfast is, I mean, it's just, it's not good. I mean, I'm living here for my kids, you know, in the witness protection program that we're in. I mean, that's the only reason I'm here, if I'm being honest. Oh, and your money goes further, so that's nice. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking of hamburger, if if I said you need to have a, uh, you want to have a hamburger? Do you want a Whopper from Burger King? Do you want a Five Guys what burger, or what kind of, of burger? Sorry, then, again? What,
0: is what is the, the point?
2: What kind of burger do you really like uh crave? <laughs> like a, a five guys or a, a whopper from Virgin? What do you
1: I mean? Crave?
2: First of all, first
1: of all. First of all, Joe. Yeah. If I actually crave a Burger King burger, shoot me in the face, please. If you're talking burgers and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna I'm in the mood for a burger, I mean, yeah, sometimes you can be in the mood for a Big Mac, I get it. Sometimes you could be in the mood for dysentery or IBS or a Whopper. Um, but the truth is, you you want a real good burger, you're not going to McDonald's. You're not going to Burger King. You're not going to Wendy's, although Wendy's burger is pretty decent. You're going to, like, a real restaurant. So I know up North Jersey, where you live in, got rockers, uh I mean, Friendly's. See, one place that I miss, and I wish, if I had the money, I promise you, <clears throat> other than making a studio out of my home, um, I would 100%, 100% What a Friendly's. Have you ever been to Friendly's? I mean, do you even like
0: Friendly's,
2: uh, Joe? Back in the day, Friendly's was the, the place I, I would go to a lot. Uh, there's not many Friendly's around here, but you're right. Friendly's makes a good burger.
1: There's one in Elwood Park on Route 4. I mean, that's the one I used to go to. That's, probably, so, I mean, I there, that's right. That's not far from you.
2: No. Um, I'll tell I mean, you what. If I can preserve it for you, I will get you whatever food you want from Jersey and bring it to Tennessee. How's that?
1: <laughs> See, what I want, what I crave, what yeah. I am desperate for.
2: Pizza Uno, um, I know.
1: Yeah, Uno's Pizza. I mean, that that's good. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah, so there's one on outside, Route 46 in Elmwood Park. Uh, damn, that's it. There's one in Hillsdale, although Hillsdale is not that far from, you know, that your area. But a lot of the stuff is like South Jersey, and you got to go up there. Yeah, I mean, there's not that many uh, friendlies. That, that makes me want to – I mean, there's Hackettstown. I mean, you're not going to go out to Hackettstown. You're not going to go to Massapequa. You're not going to go to Robbinsville. I mean, Lake Ronkonkoma. I mean, you're not going to go there. You're not going to go to East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. I mean, the bottom line is friendlies is awesome. They used to have so many friendlies locations, and I guess they closed them. I mean, I love that restaurant. I would literally buy it, and I'd make, I would make one here soon. But, yeah, I want Chicago Unos. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. You need to make that happen, sir. Just, just make it happen.
2: Speaking of friendlies, there's an ice cream that comes out in the summertime that is a watermelon. Um, have you ever tried the, the friendlies watermelon ice cream?
1: I haven't. I've seen it, but I have not tried it, sir. No, sir.
2: I think you need to try it because you'll be pleasantly surprised how good and creamy it is, and it tastes
1: like watermelon. I mean, that is entry. You wanna you wanna hear something crazy? You wanna hear something absolutely like just atro- atrocious? I mean are you Got ready it. for this? Are you ready? Yeah. Actually it wasn't just so, um shaved ice. Obviously you've had shaved ice before, correct? Yes. So, um name your favorite shaved ice flavors and don't tell me mushrooms, you disgusting person.
2: My my favorite shaved ice cream? What? I didn't hear you.
1: Shaved ice. If you if you you're gonna go get shaved ice. Let's say you're out in about oh, what's yeah, your favorite yeah.
2: flavor? Um My favorite flavor is orange. I love orange for some reason.
1: I mean orange is good. You know, and Frank's chiming in, he says cherry and lemon. I mean those are both good, good choices also. Uh, lemon more so than cherry I'm more of a citrus guy. So I try to flavor. Okay. Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? What flavor. I just want to know, before I tell you this flavor, are you sitting down? Are you going to say pina colada? No, pina colada is a normal flavor. Are you oh. sitting down? Answer the question. I am sitting down, yes. Dill pickle.
2: Oh, my God. Why would you have a dill pickle shaved ice? Was it good?
1: Joe, it was un believably delicious. I could not really believe it. It yes, it's it's one of the best flavors of I've ever. and I don't like weird flavors. I'm very much I'll stick I like orange. I like um blue raspberry, you know, lemon, cherry, yeah. pina colada. I mean very basic. The basic of the basic, you know. Tiger's blood, although I'm I'm a little weary about the fact that they use animal blood to make it, but you know, whatever, that's fine. I've never been a big fan I'm more of a lion guy myself. But dill pickle, and I saw it on the board. <clears throat> I said, wow, that's disgusting. I'll never eat that. But then I heard all these guys talking about how great it was, and they all kept saying the same thing. <clears throat> they kept saying, it's it's sweet at first, and then the, you, then the dill hits you, the pickle hits you. The pickle flavor. I'm like, that sounds, what? That sounds so weird. One guy goes, a second guy goes, a third guy goes, and the third guy is a guy whose opinion I actually sort of trust. Because I've learned not to take the opinion of anybody down here when it comes to food, and he tried it and he liked it. I'm like, all right. So I felt the peer pressure. I went for it. I tried it, and I gotta tell you, it was awesome. I didn't have much of it because I had already had, ironically, I had shaved ice earlier in the day. Um, blue raspberry, delish So I didn't want to go. I didn't want my sugar to be a thousand. But I decided to try it, and I was amazed at how good it was. I mean, you you gotta if if there's anything like that you come down here next year, we're going to go get dill pickle, uh, shaved ice. It it was good. It was, what was the
2: company? Like just a mom and pop or a reason? It was just like a local
1: mom and pop place. Yeah. It it wasn't like an actual, like, you know, chain restaurant or anything, because if they pull up dill pickle, they'd probably be out, out of business. Okay. But I really recommend, I'll try that definitely next
2: year, but I want you to, um, yeah, for five minutes. um, I just want you to try the Friendly's warm-on ice ice cream and tell me what you think of it because I think that it's uh, it's only served during the summertime because um, it's a summer flavor that um, doesn't – it's not in the stores all year round, as I recall. Um, What's your favorite ice cream, by the way, Um, your favorite flavor?
1: Uh, My favorite – See, it's hard for me to say because I love all kinds of ice cream. I'm a big ice cream guy. Not so much cake, not so much cupcakes and cookies and things, but ice cream for sure. I love Carvel ice cream. They're vanilla with the chocolate crunch and the chocolate. That to me is like the perfect ice cream cake. I love Carvel ice cream cake, which is what I always get every year because I'm a child. I get that for my birthday every year. Um, you know, and then of course, Boston a similar flavor. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. So there, the show.
2: You ever try chocolate chip cookie dough?
1: Yeah, yeah, I like chocolate chip cookie dough. Cookies and cream, uh, moose tracks. I'm a big, I'm a big moose tracks guy. I like moose tracks. I like actual. I mean, I wish they have moose flavored ice cream, but I mean, that's just me.
2: I think Carvel mixed it well.
1: Yeah, but there's no Carvels here.
2: Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was across the United States.
1: It's more DQ. Yeah, Fuzzy the Whale. No, there's there's Dairy Queen down here. So that's, I mean, that's a okay. show.
2: And then Froyo? Are you a Froyo fan? I'm actually can? looking
1: at Friendly's ice cream, by the way. I'm on the Friendly's website oh, okay. looking at Friendly's ice cream. Yeah. Talking. they have it? Um, the one I one? haven't I come across it yet? Hmm. Because that's the only way it's that really I in get yellow
2: it. yellow or orange. Is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the only way I can get it would be if I actually, like, went up there to New Jersey to buy it because, I mean, they don't have any here. Yeah, they have Moose Tracks. I bet you their Moose Tracks is good. So
2: you're telling me that um, they don't sell Friendly Ice Cream at, at Walmart?
1: They sell, like, the like the Strawberry Crunch, the little things like that, but not an actual. Not, yeah, even on the website. Oh, they have Watermelon Sherbet. By the way, do you say sherbet oh. or do you say sherbert?
2: Sherbert with an R. Definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's no R. There's there's only one R. It's sherbet. I mean, that's what it's actually called. That's how it's spelled. Sherbet. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have uh, Nor'easter pothole ice cream. I mean, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I honestly, sir, I'm looking. I don't see it. Although, I got to say, I'm sure the, the ice cream cake is good. I just love ice cream cake. That's my thing. If I can have ice cream cake all year long, I would.
2: Well, you're, you just celebrated, did you have ice cream cake for your birthday?
1: Of course I did. Like I said, I am a child, so I had a child's ice cream cake
2: for show. That's not being a child. That's what you want for your birthday.
1: Come on. I mean, come on, really? I mean, you can, right now? So we talked,
2: we talked about food. Last topic, uh, we, let's just uh, backtrack for two minutes and then we'll end it. Um, we talked about hot dogs last week um briefly then we got interrupted uh with a caller uh do you think that um do you think the the fourhopas that we were mentioning were sabbrettes um Do you remember Con's being sold at Shaagne by the way
1: i don't i mean i I've, I've so talked nathans hebrew national i mean those are those is ballpark of course those are my favorites. If I'm, if I have to pick, yeah. Them.
2: And you said your topping was what again?
1: Uh, I like chili. I I have a thing with chili dogs. I absolutely love them. But I mean, really, I'm simple ketchup and mustard. I mean, and also uh, okay. portobello mushrooms and onions too.
2: <laughs> were you thinking of um. Wait, what was the top um the chili? Is the chili good and
1: no, I think to go to, like, Wendy's and buy the chili, with their chili's pretty good, and then use no. it and put it on my hot dog. Or there's a place down here called um, Petro's, and they make a good chili dog. Chili and cheese dog, actually, is pretty good. 100% beef. love it. Well, now I'm
2: hungry, so I'm, I think I got to go because I'm hungry.
1: I agree. I need to go get something to eat. Sir? Yeah? It's been a pleasure. It's been a wonderful, I mean, wonderful uh, time as always folks thank you so much for listening we appreciate you today's a bit of a shortened show because I'm old and I need to go to sleep thank you so much as always uh, we hope to have you back with us next week I mean uh, that's that's really uh, enough's enough to not folks enough's enough <laughs> okay I'll admit it I'm an egomaniac what can I say shame on you
2: as usual I'm right
1: your role are you kidding me? You are the biggest phony I have ever met.
2: Obviously, clearly, maybe, definitely.
1: Fresh take on sports and entertainment. Dave and Joe it like it is. Great talk radio every week. David and Joe are simply the best.
0: I've been listening to Pure Gold ever since I was a baby, and I still do.
2: Pure Gold is the best.
0: I love Pure Gold. Pure gold.
1: I got two words for you. Pure gold. You guys are awesome. Don't forget to follow Pure Gold on Blog Talk Radio. And don't forget to subscribe to Pure Gold on iTunes.